What's up all? It's Friday. That's, I mean, that's two weeks now in Flagstaff, which blows my mind, really. It's time. Time isn't one of those things that slows down for any man. Um, it's just mental. Like, that's that's a really quick two-week period to just fly by, basically. Um, it's been, it's been, I wouldn't, it's like I want to say it's been tough, but, like, I don't think I would. Like, it's just been, it's been a really honest two weeks is probably what I would say. Like, I've just really been able to put in two weeks of, just pretty good training um nothing crazy um i mean it might appear crazy on paper but um there's a lot of things when i when i took that time off it just gave me a lot of time to i think take a step back from maybe like the routine that you can fall into as a runner where you just you get stuck thinking like running is the only thing that perhaps is going to move you forward um and what i mean by that is um if somebody were to tell you hey if you take two weeks off and if you go to yoga instead of instead of running every day if you go to yoga every day you're going to lose a bit of fitness over the next two weeks um but your body is going to allow you to race faster in your goal race because it it will not fight its own biomechanics or you know in two weeks time if you race your 10k that you were going to race if you keep doing what you're doing you were going to get a stitch at four mile or your hamstring was going to cramp up at four mile and so what we don't want is that to happen so i want you to run half of what you have been doing to maintain a bit of fitness and i want you to go to yoga and core like pilates or for the next two weeks i want you doing that at least three to four hours a week um and we very rarely think like that um probably because it's a very modern way of training now a lot of people probably already do yoga and pilates and and things like this and i i think they're they're great. They're just difficult. Um, I think when I had a lot of time to, I guess, mourn the fact that I was fatigued and like be upset, I, I, I really was able to just take a step back and think, look, like what, what's it going to take? What kind of athlete, what kind of body, physically, mentally, everything, like what, what kind of athlete makes the Olympics and runs to 1130? Um, and then I had to take a look at myself and I had to say like you know like there was a point in my career that I could have ran to 11.30 um, if we rewind right back to like 2011 2000 and, um, probably 2011 2012 when I was running like 3.43 for 1500 and sub 8 minutes for 3k Um. I was a very um like springy and 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 really still pretty efficient um you know I remember maybe like a week after European championships indoors going and running 6440 for a half marathon in Oma which um it's a really tough course in Oma I had been out for a Chinese the night before with my family and 
the guy that starts the race, Glenn Grant, comes into the Chinese, and I've had about three bottles of cider and a full Chinese. Little did I know that Sergio Cubano was going to show up the next day and and really make me work for that victory, you could say, but um, kind of a blessing in disguise because it showed me that I had pretty good skills over even a distance like the half marathon. Um, I could not have ran to 11.30 then, but I think if you combine my, I'm going to call it my shell, which is my body physically back then, and the fitness that I had at Houston Marathon, that athlete would have ran to 11.30. So then you have to say to yourself, well, how, you know, how do you get back to that? So um, somewhere along the line, you become a marathon runner. And because of all the the miles and racing the marathons themselves, and it, it kind of fucking digs a bit of a hole. Um, it leaves you a bit beat up. It leaves you a bit tight in places that perhaps you wouldn't have been in the past. Um, yeah, you kind of like, it would be like, having a rally car that you know you used to do much shorter rally events or even formula one car um, and all of a sudden you're going to start doing longer events both in training and in actually racing and then not really doing anything about repairing the car um, and i think that's what a lot of marathon runners including myself do so somewhere along the line in the last probably three or four years, right back to 2016, even when I tore my quad, um, I think a lot of damage just gets done and your body beats itself up. And, you know, I try to do like a deep squat and my back caves forward because God knows for how long, you know, the my thoracic, my back, God knows for how long that's been tight and hunched over. Um, God knows what that does to my lungs, my ribs. And, you know, it's all connected, whether we like to admit it or not, it's all connected. And the frustrating thing is, is it's, it's a bit tedious to get rid of these type of issues and it's very time consuming. So, um, if you start practicing yoga two or three times a week, perhaps getting a physio, um, or an S&C coach to work with you so that you're doing, yes, strength stuff, but but a lot more mobility type stuff. Um, I have a feeling that all these changes are going to lead to perhaps my body type and the way I run being much less scullion who shuffles along and eventually hamstrings tighten up or quads tighten up or um and and maybe a lot closer to the athlete that once upon a time was pretty fast on the track and um pretty smooth um i don't know which athlete had the greater potential at marathon because there is an element of stiffness required for the marathon but i've quoted quite recently in the last two weeks here that i think that's a laziness um because if you believe it's good to be stiff and it's good not to be able to touch your toes for marathon and it leads to better running economy. Absolute nonsense. Um, there is a degree of muscle stiffness that helps run an economy, but not to the extent um, that perhaps I had drew my body to. And as much as I felt fantastic last year at the Irish Championships, I was a still I was still a very restricted runner. I was still kind of like shuffling around the track rather than you know, you see athletes, I watch Ed on a daily basis and it just inspires me. He's very, 
he's very graceful off the ground and when i do like an adductor stretch it's like i'm still standing upward when ed does an adductor stretch like he's he's nearly flat on the floor his adductors are so sort of like loose and but ultimately super super strong um ed's a very strong runner um so there's a lot going on there's a lot of moving parts right now um it's a push it's 11 months to qualify for the olympics at this point um that's what the push is about the push is to be better there's risks involved um there's always there's i mean there's always risks they can just be high or they can be low um whenever how i trained last year and leading up to houston marathon produced very good fitness uh, there's no there's absolutely no doubt about it i was a very fit athlete um on the day of houston marathon i think a lot fitter than 214 to tell you the truth um i mean i did go the wrong way and i did get the hamstring injury so or the problems but i think they were physical limitations rather than fitness so maybe maybe that day was a 213 something or i it doesn't you don't have to agree with me but i know it was better than that i know that fitness should have been a 212 runner um and i felt really easy until probably 16 17 miles when i went the wrong way and the hamstring started bothering me but for a long period of time i only ever imagined getting to 20 mile and absolutely hammering home um until my hamstring started playing with me and then that played on my mind and it was very hard to think as positively as i had been maybe at like 12 or 13 um you're going to say that happens to everybody and i know it does but i also just knew where that fitness was in relation to like a london marathon at that time and it, it was just a completely different athlete um but there was physical limitations so i don't want to do the same build up build that fitness to a really high level but my body be the thing that holds me back and and it's all think let's go back to formula one you know you could have the best race driver in the world who put in so much time practicing and like built this whatever like absolute beast of a race car driver but if the car is not up to scratch that that driver won't win and in fact if the car is not up to scratch that driver might perform very poorly and there's actually not a lot he could do about it and that's similar to as a runner if you're if your body physically um mentally i'm a fucking animal and and i excuse my language there but i've i've been really impressed with myself and my mentality and um how i perform on race day and it's just not i i was actually thinking today how do i improve my mental side of things and the only way to do it is self-discipline and believe believe in the things that you feel will make a difference and then go do those things um and it's amazing what confidence that builds and if you can do that in the whole build-up then you honestly believe you deserve the result and you run a disciplined and well-executed race to get it um most people that like are irrational in races or maybe don't race well or smart chances are they're actually upset with their build-up and therefore race a bit irrational and race a little bit like almost scared or nervous and by racing scared or nervous you make mistakes um so there's a lot of moving parts right now um you're looking at three hours of yoga a week you're looking at um that's in practice you're also looking at me every evening probably doing 15 to 20 minutes more specific yoga to the parts of my body that i feel 
need it and need that attention and um, specifically adductors and hip flexors and hamstrings um, there is three hours of gym work being put in a week um, with a local uh, physio setup called physio shop who have been absolutely superb at coming on board with myself and the other Under Armour guys and um, we Under Armour have sort of I guess got a little bit of a deal stroke set up working with those guys where we get to use the facilities and work with the physiotherapists on a sort of one-to-one -one basis a couple of times a week and you know I can really tell that's going to make a big difference um it's it's really targeted to my weaknesses and a lot of single leg stuff and um yeah it's gonna it's just it's gonna put me in a really good spot um I wish it could be a two to three year thing, you know, and um, I, I wish I had three years to work on things, but I don't. I have 11 months, as I just said. Um, there is, um, I've been, because of Doha, I've been um, using the sauna and the steam room. The steam room is a fucking nightmare. Like, oh my God, this steam room here specifically is like, it's torture how hot this thing is. But again, I just think it's one of the things that's going to make a difference. Um, I don't know how much difference, but I, I, I just I just believe it's going to help. Um, and let's see what else. Oh, yeah, speed. Um, I feel like I lost. Like, I actually ran a 200 last night with Ed. We went to the track and, you know, we talked about um, doing some strides and, 200s and last week i think we were like 30 31 was our fastest and um, we talked about you know maybe in a couple of weeks time being a bit faster we ran a fucking 28 and a half last night that's that's pretty fast um and and i felt really good doing it so maybe some of this yoga and maybe some of the the saunas and you know maybe it's already sort of paying off and i don't i don't think it's paying off in a big way yet but it's been a long time since I've ran. Well, actually, it's been nearly a year since last summer. But when I did it last summer, my groin was killing me. And um, I did a bit of a session two days before Morton Games last year. And I, I took no confidence from it whatsoever. Like, I was fast. You know what I mean? I'm running 60, 61 around the track. There was speed. But I thought on every single rep, my adductor was about to tear in two. Um, whereas this time around... You know, we did that little bit of speed last night and it felt felt really, really good. Um, so that's one of the big things I said to Haas. I said, you know, before I leave Flagstaff, I want to be able to go to the track and, um, you know, rip around that track. I want to be able to go to the track. I want to be able to do um, maybe like five or six 200s and I want to be able to run... 29.30 and just know, yeah, I could have went faster. Um, I'm not worried about waking up tomorrow morning and something hurting. Um, I just want that to be in a really good place. <laughs> I actually want to be in a position where I feel like I could break two minutes for an 800 meter, um, which sounds like really easy to do. I actually think most professionals should be able to run 155, whether you're a marathon runner or or not, you know, like you, you should just have that ability. Um, so I think setting a goal, like 
sub two minutes um, is pretty modest. Um, and so maybe I'll actually try to do that someday in training. Um, maybe when I'm in St. Moritz or, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put that to the test and I'll, I'll, it's just like a checkbox. That's something that I want to work on, like that speed element again. And, you know, I ran 343 for 1500. So I went through in 158 and kept going. Um, and I've just lost it. Um, I haven't worked on it. I haven't tried to improve that element anymore. And, you know, if you don't work on something, you lose it. So speed, but, you know, if all these little things start to pay off, you're going to look at a much more complete athlete. And that's ultimately, that's the goal. I want to be a much more well-rounded athlete. Um, I want my endurance and my tempo stuff and my long reps. I want them to be at a level that I'm, that I'm happy with. Um, but I don't want them to be like everything, you know, I don't want to prioritize. A lot of people just prioritize the tempo stuff and assume if it's in a good place, then they're in a good place. Um, I just want to be a much more complete athlete. Um, when I, sorry, I'm just feeling that's a humidity thing here for the dehumidifier. When I swing my legs, you know, and I'm doing leg swings before race, I don't want to feel like I'm tearing my fucking hamstrings. Um, you know, when I'm doing side lunges or when I'm swinging my leg left and right to the side, I used to be able to swing my leg quite high, like left and right to the side where you're kind of getting the adductors moving a little bit. Fuck if I do that now, I feel like I'm going to rip them both in half and you know, I just haven't been very good to my body. It's been really good to me and it's allowed me to improve and, and it's it's taken me to where I am now, but I've got to start just being a wee bit better at looking after it. Um, and I, I know it's going to improve performances. I would say my fitness is probably the best it's ever been in my life. Like overall, I'm not talking specific fitness right now. Like I just mean where I'm at overall, the amount of miles I've done over the last like, two years the amount of time i've spelt, spent at altitude um i would say that overall general aerobic development is at a place it's never been before but my body physically perhaps just isn't allowing um like what i think will be a big breakthrough is going to happen i just don't think my body right now is going to allow it um to materialize just yet but that's that's what all the work <clears throat> this is my strategy to make the olympics this is what I think is going to do it. It's thorough. It's time consuming. Um, I left the house this morning at seven. I did 2400s on the track um, sitting around 69, 70. And there was a couple of slower ones, but actually the 70, 71 reps, I was sitting behind a couple of guys who were doing um, maybe 800s or something. So I ended up running like 71, but I didn't like panic i didn't care um i was just happy to get dragged around for a couple of the reps um at seven thousand feet that's not bad um it's it's a long way off being like a fantastic session anything to get excited about but it's actually been a tough 24 hours 48 hours i suppose you could say but yeah look i left the house at seven we were done on the track at nine we went for some breakfast um I came home, had a quick shower. At noon, I went to yoga. Um, at one, I went 
to the gym and did an hour in the gym. And then I came home for 45 minutes, spoke to Rachel on FaceTime, and then went back to the physio shop, the gym, and got massage. And then when I left massage on the way back up the road, I went to like my own, not my own, but a sort of a private gym um, and did a sauna for 25 minutes. Um, that's, you know, I went to Chez's after all that and it's like quarter to five and it's like it felt like the first time of the day that I was done. Um, it's a time consuming process. You know, all these changes um, being pretty thorough about getting your body to change it's not easy I can tell you that stretching 15 minutes a day won't do it it's just I don't know it maybe it's not what you want to hear but it it you know think of it this way um if you've if you've lived a certain way for a certain amount of years um you know slouched over on your computer desk doing long runs never stretching you know it's very it's almost very cheeky thinking that you're just going to fix that um, 15 minutes a day. Um, I'm dedicating about, fuck, I don't know, three hours of yoga a week, three hours of gym a week, probably four or five, 20 to 30 minutes saunas a week. And my own 20 minutes, probably stretching in the evenings. I mean, add that up across a week. And that's what I'm dedicating, only dedicating that not to be fitter, that's only so that I can be a bit more of a rangy athlete again. And if I sprint to 200 and I run 26, 27, I don't want to tear a hamstring or tear a hip flexor because I want that range back. I want that, um, I don't want to feel so stiff and so hunched over. You know, it's one of my goals by the end of this camp to be able to do, you know, you see people do a pretty deep squat and they sit back on their heels and um, they can sort of get a bit of movement in their adductors and stuff. You know, I can't do that. Um, I fall over. So one of one of my goals is by the end of this camp to be able to do that. And I, I fucking will be able to do that by the end of this camp because I try every night and then I work on the things that perhaps is limiting me from being able to do it. Um, and that's that's what you got to do. Um, but it's, it's a huge push for the Olympics. Um you know, I think a lot of people um, jump to, you know, you need to be fitter, um, you need to train more, you need to train harder. Um, <clears throat> that is a little, I am doing a little bit of that um, Thursday there. I do, I do what's like a heart rate zone run. Um, it's nothing crazy. I just push the heart rate through the gears um, and I, it, it's, it's actually... You know, I average 150 heart rate and I run a marathon at 170, but it's amazing on certain days. It's just not as easy to run at certain heart rates as you'd think. So I do the first 30 minutes at like um, 140 to 150 heart rate. And then I do the next 20 minutes at 150 to 160. And I end up running probably like 530 to 540 pace doing that, um, even at 7,000 feet, which is great. But it's just... It just means I want some of my days to count a bit more. You know, Andy Butchard, who came up training in Flagstaff, brilliant responder to altitude. Um, I would fucking hate to do a month's training with Andy Butchard. If I had to run with him every day, you know, it's tough. Andy doesn't mess around. Andy doesn't go for 
slow, easy runs. Andy works, you know. He told me that Paula Radcliffe told him that he should sweat every day. And I can tell you, this boy fucking sweats every day. But that's why when he goes to Rome Diamond League, he runs 13.09. You know, it's it's no fucking coincidence. That guy comes up here for eight weeks and he puts in work and he goes back and he races well. So, um, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So I didn't want to just jump into doing like mad stuff like that every day or um super fast stuff every day there's it's it's a process you have to get to that point um but i'm maybe going to do like one steadier run a week i mean at, at sea level i do steady runs all the time um but at altitude usually i'm very cautious whereas i think i've done enough time at altitude at this point that it it's you know and it's sorry can i repeat that it's 11 months to qualify for the olympics 11 months is not a lot of time um so yeah there needs to be some kind of action plan how how are you going to build that fitness how are you going to build that strength are you going to are you going to have the body that's going to be able to run an olympic qualifying time um and not destroy yourself in the process and well there you have it like that's that's what i'm going to do um I need to spend as much time in Flagstaff as possible to do that. I have a really sort of unique and good setup here that allows me to do everything I've just talked about and it not feel like super hard work. If I tried to do all of that at home, I would struggle. Um, I go to bed in Flagstaff at 8.30. Um, <laughs> no joke, if, it's, if by the time it gets to 9, 9.15, I'm thinking, all right, Rebel, chill out get to sleep um and but there's just nothing else going on so like it's 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 perfect like you know you add all these things in you know you're stretching your yoga your pilates your saunas and and if you're not getting good night's sleep um you're gonna really find it tough to like recover from all that um but flagstaff just like it's basically just the perfect platform to put all these things in place and it not feel like super hard work doing it and i'm i'm psyched about that i'm pumped about that um but i'm going to spend a few weeks away in st moritz before the irish champs um and that'll just be an important time to not basically mess around and keep on top of the little things and and don't let the fact that i'm yeah like out of town affect what i'm doing um and that that's there's a discipline to that but that's why i booked st moritz because i know that's another place that i can like take care of business and it doesn't feel stressful at all st moritz is the most beautiful fucking place in the world um it's a it's a blessing to be able to go do your thing and do the hard work in a place like st moritz um so yeah it's 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 fun you have to love what you're doing i i love what i'm doing but and even more excited about, um, I can't, <laughs> I said to Rachel today, I can't fucking wait until I'm tapering for a race. Um, cause I just, I just almost want to like showcase. I can just, I know, and I feel deep inside me and my fucking muscles and my bones. Um, I know what this is going to do for me. I know what this is going to do for my career. Um, it, it's going to create a fucking animal. I've, I've thought in the past I'm an animal, but that's more like mental. I think my body's been a bit of a fucking pussy. Um, 
and I just I mean that in like the nice possible way I just think my body's a bit weak um it hasn't been like I, I started doing this the core stuff and the physio stuff with this physio and I can tell I'm pretty damn weak um so I want my body to catch up with my brain and it's it's gonna be fucking unstoppable um so I, I i can't wait like i talk about i can't wait to showcase that um we might get to see a little bit of that at the irish champs like the progress that has been made fuck i just sat down in this seat and it's dusty as shit fucking stupid seat um now it's all over my joggers i'm pissed um but yeah i'm i'm excited um i don't really expect you to be as excited as i am but um yeah i'm excited to see where all the hard work gets me um and and yeah hopefully it produces produces the goods um i i i've told you guys i'm running irish champs um it's something that i'm looking forward to i i don't know how competitive the field will be but i one of the things i've thought about is like you know european champs last year didn't go very well for me um it was a bit unfortunate. It was it was a lot to do with the adductor, um, and how much it sort of let me train. You could say, like I don't I don't think it let me do a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do to be competitive that day. Um, it was also 36 degrees Celsius, like, and I sort of made the mistake of I I don't think anybody thought it was going to be 36 degrees Celsius, um, and I prepared in St Moritz where it's not that hot, so maybe like preparing for this 10k at the Irish champs will will feel like it's like my own European champs but obviously not fucking six guys that can run 27 30 but at least it's like a championship race you're given a day where you've got to be good um, and it, it's not like I I've set it up as like a resurrection type race because of all the fatigue stuff and it's just a day where it's not it's not about what position I come it's just like let's see if the body moves in a good direction between now and then um and let's see what i can do that day um, and i and i hope i can produce something pretty special and uh, feel pretty good feel competitive and and take that fucking w um but all right guys thanks for listening apologies it's a long one um i, I hope you took some value out of that and um i hope there's little things you can implement into your own running